Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 208 of the Pixels Inc. podcast brought to you by Comics Gaming Magazine. I am your returning host, because Melanie is out, and I guess I did a great job at E3. Adequate. Adequate. That's what we shoot for here. Uh, I'm Cody Arm, and uh, to my left, to my left, everything I own. Jordan Biardi. <laughs> I was actually trying to remember the lyrics. Uh, you forgot the luscious, so the mm. luscious Jordan Biardi. I'm sorry, yes. it's been a while. I know, it's been a whole week. I did a whole week of two-man podcasts you, you with Jed s- Whitaker. You sound exhausted, actually. I, uh, I'm getting back into the sleep schedule, but I'm still uh, still a little messed up. Three hours is a big time difference. You don't realize it until you... Uh, no, you really don't. So you tar- until you start talking to people that are in a different time zone, mm-hmm. and you're like, they're like, "I'm going to bed." I'm like, "It's seven o'clock. What are you doing?" Yeah. Three hours earlier or later. Earlier. See, I would. Oh no, never mind. I was gonna say it was the other way around. That'd be great because I'm not a morning person. I normally kick into gear around five p.m. Yeah. So I do well when the time flips the other way around, but if it's earlier. <laughs> Coming back was was all right. Actually, I'm having a harder time adjusting back to my old sleep schedule, but I don't know. Anyway, if you guys can tell by the other uh, voice in the room, to my right, to my right, is our movie expert, Phil Brown. Yay! Woo! The best. <laughs> the best in the east, north, east, south, and west. Oh, I've actually been trying to watch more movies just to impress you. That's how the best you are. You've seen, you've watched good ones, too. Yeah, Some, I know sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. Did you watch UHF? <laughs> I didn't watch UHF. I, 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 like, I have, but I like, I didn't. Seen it, obviously, yeah. But. I didn't get around to watching that. <laughs> I know I love Weird Al. <laughs> anyway, so, everyone doing good? Yeah, we're doing okay. Ready for some some of that game news? Yes. Yeah. So, let's talk game <laughs> stuff. So, first first things first. So we're going to go through E3 one by one. <laughs> well, well we actually had single podcasts for each day. Yeah, I, know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, okay. I'm joking. But that being said, I just want to make it clear that I can't wait for that South Park game. I can't believe it's coming out. You know what? Uh, I played it. Well, I didn't play it. I watched someone play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the thing with South Park is I feel a lot of it was is funny now because of how uh, timely their jokes are. Yeah. Um, and this was not the case uh, with this South Park. Yeah. Uh, it was it, I, a lot of the jokes to me fell kind of flat. Yeah. The last one wasn't timely, though. Yeah, I know. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it, maybe I just like wasn't in the right mindset to watch someone play a goddamn strategy RPG, but... You guys was, are going to hate my face, but I actually haven't played Stick of Truth yet. Oh, it's so good. You I know what? heard I, nothing but good things I about played, it. So good. I played a bit of it. I haven't played a lot. Yeah, I was thinking fun. about actually taking the office copy That's like, what for I did a too, weekend. Yeah. 100% shit. Now, I uh, like I obviously like agree with you that like the timeliness has a lot of South Park, but <clears throat> I mean the game was never like that. Last game was never like that. I assume this wouldn't be either. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that. I love their world and their take and their point of view. And that's good. It's good by me. What was it? He said something at E3 about how like video games might be like the future for the series. Because uh, hasn't like say, haven't really. Trey and Matt like kind of wanted to stop doing South Park for a while now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they talk about it every now and then, but I mean, I, and they, I'm sure they will. It's just when you see the like setup they have for South Park, it would be hard to give up. Like, yeah, and, you know, they do everything in one building everything in a week and that's kind of hard to top with anything else um like i could see yeah i could certainly see like the it worked so well last time i could see them want to continue in this vein because it's basically like doing a season as a video game and certainly it seems as though 
they have uh, they cranked this one out a hell of a lot faster than the last one, so that could definitely help. Yeah. But um, that being said, I hope they don't, because like I enjoy it as novelty. But if this became like a new Call of Duty, I probably wouldn't like it. Yeah. Well, it's that's... Ubisoft, so you know it's going to be a serialized franchise I every know, but year. The beauty of it is they cannot do it without them. True. If they don't want in, they can't. Because what are they going to like? They do literally everything. They're going to call. They write the whole deal. Like, <laughs> they're going to they, call like <laughs> Seth MacFarlane, the guys from The Simpsons. Just write a game. Yeah, Just make yeah, it yeah. Work. It's yeah. That's Same the beauty thing. of it. I'm not worried about that. Well, I mean, Family Guy's just like is only known for its quality in the video game world, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, actually, that, that being said, though, I would love to see, like, a Family Guy, like, turn-based RPG if it just had, like, good jokes. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have to admit, I was a little bit disappointed that this was a turn-based RPG again. I mean, it was inevitable, I suppose, just because yeah. they have the formula set up, so why mess with it? But I was hoping they'd go with a Back. superhero. Did you see like any an of the gameplay thing. for it? I did, yeah. Like, there's, it seems like it's more dynamic in yeah. the fight scenes, for sure. It's just uh, RPG is not my favorite uh, ah. genre. That's fair. Let's, they need to go back to first person shooter. That's the that's the thing. That was a fun game, actually. actually. Like that one, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I did too. Yeah. I, I, it actually, in my brain, I like that game. In my memories, when it came out, I'm sure if I went back to it, I wouldn't. It, yeah, I and I know a lot of people say it doesn't hold up. I have. It's very crude. Yeah. Um, but the uh, yeah no, at the time that was hysterical. Yeah. And also, yeah, it represents true. what South Park was at the time. They weren't particularly biting satirists. But, uh, <laughs> they were they were poo joke manufacturers. And true. the game was, was great for that. You could throw pea-covered snowballs. I couldn't believe it. My mind <laughs> it's true. was blown. Made them more powerful. Mm-hmm. That dual weaponry yeah. stuff that they brought over from Turok. But anyway, I know there were many more like beloved and bigger games that were announced at E3. Uh, that was the one huge that stuff. my heart. Quake. That was cool. The rest of my what life. did you think of uh, Zelda? Did yeah, it was fine. Cool. It was, fun. It, was, it was really fun. It was really fun. Yes, I can climb now. Yay. Yeah. yeah. It's like Skyrim now, yeah. basically. Which uh, makes me happy because I, you know, I like the idea of being able to play like a rogue character in Zelda. So yeah, that's it's it's weird being able to control Link's jump. Yeah, that was uh, that was something I could not wrap my head around. Someone clearly didn't time. play Zelda Two: The Adventures of Link, where you could clearly control Link's yeah. jump. That's different. It's yeah. not different. Completely different. It's not different that's at like all. Mario Two. Yeah. Um, now, what is? Uh, was there any? Were there any other Nintendo games announced? That was the only thing I. Remember. No, they showed. They, they they spoke about uh, the Paper Mario game. Uh, they didn't showed show off of anything. Yeah, they showed off a trailer. I did a story about. Yeah, it. but they didn't play. There was no. Oh yeah. There's, okay. There's no E3. demos. Yeah. Nintendo. They, that was the only thing that they did say they were going to have on the show floor was yeah. uh, Zelda. They showed off like Pokemon. They yeah, showed yeah. off a new IP that's going to be like a like mixture of like Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon and like an RPG. Right. And uh, that looks really good. Actually. Speaking of, um, I, I spoke about this on our, our E3 podcast, so I don't want to spend too much time talking about this. Mm-hmm. But um, played Story of Seasons. Oh yeah, what'd you think? Well, it wasn't translated yet, so I didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was huge. It was three towns. Nice. But you cannot have uh, a same-sex marriage. Don't make this political, Cody. I'm just saying it's kind of weird because they let you marry a fox god person, and that's cool. Look, furry. As long as it's a, <laughs> as long as it's a consenting relationship between a f- uh, half fox, half woman, and a half man, half other man, then it's kosher. Okay? <laughs> if it was a half fox dude and a half fox dude, we just wouldn't be able to have it. Sure. I heard if you ever see a furry in the street. If you ask for a hug, they have to give it to you as part of the culture. Oh, really? That's Keep nice. That in mind. Yeah. That's if nice. If you ever see one, feel like a hug. Just yeah, right? Sometimes yeah. I'm really down and I just want a hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that being said, you don't know what's inside, so that might be a hug that you don't want. But you Could. can still get that hug before you find out. <laughs> it's like a dog inside the suit. It's it all meta. <laughs> 
That's what I heard. But it makes sense. That's part of mascot culture, right? If you go to Disney World, they got to hug you, too. It's true. Yeah. They, and then, you know, then you come back with very, very weird stories mm-hmm. from Disneyland. Especially, <laughs> yeah. especially, especially when you go after those alligator hugs. Oh, yeah. oh, oh that's low, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> they still haven't even found that kid. Oh, my yeah. God. No, they did. They found his body. Oh, they did? Oh, oh yeah, okay. Sure. Last yeah. I heard, they hadn't found it. No, no. They found it, like, next day. I just, I, the thing is, though, like, that was on Disneyland property. There is footage of that. It exists. Oh, yeah. Like, from multiple angles. They just have gators there. Just, they whatever. Just, they, they just have not released it. But one day, that sucker might get out. It clearly, it already did. Yeah. Getting, no, no, no. I mean, like, the actual footage. Oh, the footage. Other yeah. than the gator. If it's on Disney, can, if it's on any, uh, any part of Disney World, any part of the property, there are a variety of cameras watching it 24 oh, hours yeah. a day. So they got it. It's there somewhere. They've covered up deaths at Disney World before. They just couldn't completely do it this time because of the Twitters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're moving out. We're moving out. One time, the uh, Thunder Mountain ran right off the track and crashed in the middle of the park. Oh, shh. Yeah. Jesus. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, what is this? The, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the conspiracy <laughs> episode <Yeah>. of uh, <laughs> Pixels and Ink? Pixels and Ink Disney conspiracy. Well, Open your eyes, sheeple. <laughs> my imagination. There's a ride at Epcot that's like a space simulator, and it killed multiple people. So now there's like a, you can go on the real version or the like, if you're worried about dying version. <laughs> so they so they left the version that oh, yeah, kills you. Well, it's a big attraction. People love it. <laughs> they, they love the danger. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. honey, maybe we should go on this ride. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's a chance we might die. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what yeah. about that ride? We won't die. Oh, let's go on that yeah, one. Let's go on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not as good. But it's funny. It's an Epcot. Like, it's the ride that can kill you. It's yeah. been proven. <laughs> <laughs> like just suck you into the vacuum of space and no, you just die. No, it's like uh, actual. Like you feel G forces of a rocket launch. Oh wow. Yeah. And that, like, so what, just, like, crushes your bones, basically? Well, yeah, well, I mean, it's Disney World. They're laying children on it. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you must be this tall t- <laughs> yeah, to yeah, feel yeah. the force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now you can go on one where you don't have the G-forces. It's just, like, a little, like, simulator. Cool. Lame. Wah, wah, yeah, wah. who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> yeah, Epcot. They say it's the most boring part, but it's, in fact, the most deadly. Now, what do you got to do? <laughs> 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 Moving on. Anyway, back to where we started. So, um, you guys hear that... Uh, Vivendi's share in Ubisoft is now 20%. It was uh, back in February. They had 10% ownership. Yeah. Uh, they they completed a hostile takeover of Gameloft, which is like Ubisoft's like second like sister company that does like the mobile stuff. Right. And now Vivendi has 20% share. And by uh, French law, if they get 30% share, they have to announce like an official bid for a hostile takeover. Yeah. So my question is. Everyone at Ubisoft does not want this to happen. Yep. How are they getting these shares? They're buying them from people, from, I guess. Like just random people, I guess. I don't. I guess because it's like it's. I think the majority of people don't want this to happen, but like most of the people, or like the people who are obviously like tendering their shares, like must want this, or maybe that they're ma- they're ma- being made an offer that they cannot refuse, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a stock expert. I just know what I see, and uh, that that's, is that's, that's, um, that is that Vivendi Ubisoft's going to be titled Vivendi very soon. I wonder what it is about uh, Ubisoft that Vivendi's so interested in. I think it's it might be something to do with the fact that they're both like French-based, French-owned companies, so it's just uh, like you know the one taking over the other kind of thing. Interesting. Um, I d- I just in my head, I'm like, who like they're the third largest publisher on yep. the planet? Triple A. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, Vivendi has. Yeah, go big, go home. 
Activision. Yeah, supposedly they supposedly they've said that they don't want to like they're not like taking it over so that they're not gonna like liquidate it. Like they're still gonna let Ubisoft sort of be their own thing, but like it's just the fact of like wrestling control from the guys who launched Ubisoft from the ground up and that like that's the big like like really dishonorable thing. Right. Man, business is so cool sometimes. Oh yeah. This the is best. Badass. <laughs> so moving on. Some that sad like news. A money war. You know, um mm-hmm. you remember uh last E three or it might have been E three two thousand four 14 um ea announced this really massive like open world extreme sports game where you could like it was like supposed to be like a like a successor to burnout almost where it's like there's like cars and atvs and helicopters and bikes and all that stuff um that's that's gone off the table um given that i forgot about it (laughs) well they never they never showed anything about it they just said we're gonna make this giant open world extreme sports game like steep but in a massive open world and not just snowboarding and uh, they scrapped that. They because uh, that was the thing is that uh, it was being developed by uh, Criterion, who made Burnout and Need for Speed, gotcha. and um, they pulled them off that to put them onto Star Wars stuff. So they hmm. uh, Criterion like worked on the speeder bike stuff in Battlefront, yep. and they also worked on the like they're or they're working on the uh, new like X Wing VR experience thing, yep. okay. and now they're putting on them on some like more like Star Wars stuff. They're I shifting would their focus. Love Probably to see them do. The Uncharted people. They showed like just like a split second of that in like the video they put out, being like, "Hey, EA, we make Star Wars games," and it was just like a split second of someone walking yeah. through like a. Well, like there was that bit at wing. the end too with the kids with the lightsaber and just light up. And yeah, I think that was different. They showed like there was one bit where they said this is like complete yeah. gameplay footage, so they didn't have much of it, and it looks like Uncharted, but in Star Wars world. I'd be down with that. Cool. I yeah, I can't wait. I hope it comes out immediately. Good to be a bounty hunter. I would love I to see like a like a pod racer too. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, or, it seems growth. Uh, so I'm gonna have like a racer certainly. No, oh, if they could make a spinoff, I would pod love to racers. see. No. You didn't Why? like Star Wars Pod Racer? Come on, I Pod did Racer like was it, awesome. But we should just move on from that entire universe of Star Wars. Sure, it fine. <laughs> or let's just let's just take pod racing and move it into the current yeah. universe. Like pod racing never really went away. We just didn't remember that we'll it was just have there. Type of racing, yeah, like X wing racing. racing. Nah. No, that's unfair. No, you get to shoot I want, people. I like pod racers. No. They're fun. Well, they can make something new that's like a pod. Speed bike racer. Land speeder racers. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Speeder bikes. Yeah, speeder bikes. I give it the thing. It could be like an underground Star Wars racing. Well, no, because like in, in uh, have you you played Knights of the Old Republic? No, you don't like RPGs. No, I don't. Oh, so that's you haven't played Knights awesome. of the Old Republic. No. There is like a in that game. There's like a drag race uh, kind of thing you have to okay. do, um, and it's like an underground swoop swoop bikes. That's what they're oh, called. Oh, that's bikes. from uh, Shadows of the Empire. Yep. Yeah. So they they did that in uh, in in Knights of the Old Republic as well, right and now. that's actually how you get. The, the Jedi, so there you go. he there rescued. There's so many things Actually, you can use instead of the pods. You want to know? Good. You want to know a yeah, fun? But no for pods. <laughs> you want to know a fun fact? Like, yeah. So in Knights of the Old Republic, uh, or not uh, Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. When you do that soul swoop bike part, yeah. you know how like throughout the game you collected those like rebel symbol huh. tokens. Huh. There's a secret area in there where one of those tokens is shaped like Max from Sam and Max, the little bunny head. Oh, intriguing. Yeah. I had no idea. There was actually a part, and I think it was Jedi Outcast, where it's like you go into a secret area and Max is sitting there like on a throne and he <laughs> can like help you like kill stuff. But if you like hit him, he'll just go ape shit and start Sweet. attacking I love you. Sam and Max so much. Oh my god, I know. He's uh, another one of those games. We should get on that. I really yeah. want to go back Telltale. and play. Telltale. Get on that stuff. I really want to go back and play Knights of the Republic now. It's not good. Or oh, sorry. I keep, I think I keep thinking you're saying um Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> not, well, you know what? No, actually no, <laughs> I did. Knights of the Republic is one of my favorite RPGs ever. I do stand by that. Knights of the Republic 1 is kind of weak. Uh 2 is the best one. No. 2 is my favorite. No, you Yeah. Are- 2 is way better. 
Anyway, you're moving very, on. You're, but you're very sentimental about originals. Like you claim that Mario Galaxy one's better than Mario. Well, Galaxy it is. 2, which is no, it's not. It's, it's not. Mario Galaxy it's two didn't do anything different. It was oh, we got Yoshi. Look how yeah, how yeah, much no, we improved. It streamlined no. it and made it more fun. Mario Galaxy didn't it really didn't do anything different. Oh, look, yeah, a new three, another three D Mario. Took away the like the scale of the game, but yeah, sure, no, we'll go if with that. If by scale yeah. of the game you mean long, tedious walking bits, then yes. Well, but you know what? Like I think we've talked about this before too. Mario Galaxy one kind of took away the scale of the game too because everything was in the centralized levels that was it didn't feel like you yeah, were in a big you interactive render world space in on the Wii. Well no the, the thing the thing about Mario 64 or Mario 64 and even Mario Sunshine is that like you feel like you're in a dedicated world that like feels big and there's like different ways to explore it like I would I, say okay Mario Sunshine did feel bigger yeah I'll give you that and it's the point but where Mario you can 64 kind of, was smaller than Galaxy no but like in the levels themselves they felt big and they give you reason to keep returning to them to like and, and, ex, and explore more stuff Mario Galaxy you had Mario like Galaxy did the exact two, same thing you yeah. only ever got two Mario stars Galaxy in the world. was closer to 64 than uh, Sunshine was no, I disagree with you well we, we can all agree wrong. that Mario Galaxy 2 was better anyway thank you let's anyway also well, uh, one second sorry but uh, going going to uh, Knights of the Old Republic yeah uh, they actually changed developers in uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2 so it actually felt and played differently and it wasn't as good it it's just wasn't obsidian. it was good no it wasn't Oh no, you're right. It was Bioware. It was Bioware, and there wasn't yeah. Obsidian. And uh, sure, cause I'm pretty sure Obsidian still had a hand in it. I think they might have wrote stuff hey, for it, but I think regardless. Nice <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Knights of the Republic One is a lot better. It I, has a better I, story. Well, you are more than welcome to hang on to that horribly wrong notion. And I'm looking at it right now, and it clearly says Obsidian on the box, and I knew that because the box is right there. So it was still Obsidian. So right. you now, can about, eat the, the next, biggest. How about, how about we go on to the next right news story? The next news story is: Are you guys Jordan fans? Of, <laughs> well, I just—I got uh, clearly I'm not. Okay, but, go news story. Uh, uh, are you guys a fan of animes? I like yeah. anime. Yeah. I mean, I guess I just. You ever you ever watch? Deep dish. You ever watch or read Berserk? Nope. Oh, it's we, one of the we're best. Just talking about it's this. It's so good, and you gotta read it. It's yeah. So dark and someone, messed up. Someone told me to watch it, and I was thinking about it. I told you before, I, I don't like the perverse anime. It goes too far for me. Yeah, this one's really, really Even bad. Even Ninja like, Scroll, I'm like... Well, because you know what? It's it's because, like, Berserk's not perverse in a way that's, like, comfortable. Like, there's just a lot of, like, the R word and, you know, like, just really rough stuff happening throughout right. the majority of it. See, um, that's, you know, that's what bothers Like, I don't R word? Well, I don't, I don't say if, it because it's... Right. I don't mind if anything is designed to... Rape. Oh, yeah. that R word. Yeah. yeah, I thought you meant the other R word. That's Which one? The one that people refer to as the R word. Which one? Oh, uh, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> people, I didn't want to say it. Okay, um, no, don't. So, <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, see, that's the thing is, I don't care if anything's dark and like wants to disturb and so forth. That's fine with me. I just find sometimes it's a little bit tasteless. And yeah. Well, you know what? Because that's the that's the thing is, so Berserk doesn't do that. Like okay. it's it's really like heavy and hard to deal with. Okay. Um, that's different. Um, well, Koei Tecmo, the guys who make Dynasty Warriors games, yeah. are making a Dynasty Warriors-style Berserk game, and it looks awesome. It looks dark and gory and right in line with what Berserk needs to be, and I don't feel like any cool. other company will have a better handle on the like the kind of gameplay that should have done it. Like They've done Berserk games in the past. They did one for Dreamcast, and then they did another one PS2. It was unofficial, but it was like actually like played out like the manga. This one looks like it's doing the exact same thing. If it comes west, please... Yes. <laughs> that's the end of that for me. Cool. And uh, that's about it that I have for uh, for game news, unless you guys uh, care about, I don't know, 
Mighty Number no. 9 being terrible. Nope. But, and we have to address it. <laughs> we have to. We're a okay. game podcast. We have to talk about well, it. Well, we'll talk about Your it. Your money that you funded for this game went to, I don't know, whatever the hell yeah. they put it towards. And then Inafune was just like, yeah, well, at least, you know, you got something. Oh, man. Well, wow. actually, well okay, no. <laughs> to be fair, right. and this was, this was actually corrected, it wasn't... Technically, I don't think it actually was Inafune who said that. It was like one of his translators who kind of like, I think, misrepresented what he was saying. Uh, right. But it was more or less along the lines of, hey, it was better than nothing. But that's just kind of like the bargaining strike when you do a Kickstarter campaign, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Right? You got to know. A game, like they take so long to develop. Uh, well, just crank it out. The then. thing is, though, like you had little more than I like a, have a admit, guy as excited as the footage of the Jason game looked when I saw bits of it. It also looked like kind of like buggy and incomplete enough that it might stink too. Yeah, the thing I don't is think though, they're there yet with, though with uh, Friday the 13th. With though. with Mighty Number no. 9. They're not done. No, but I just looking at it I was like Plus they didn't get like nearly as close to what they like were like uh, like get hoping for. They oh, they basically yeah. got like the basic the baseline amount they needed to make the game. Right. And they were hoping for like way more stuff. Right, right, right. With with Mighty Number no. 9 though, like there's just when when you put your money towards something, it's not like a big complex game. Mm. It's it's a Mega Man type game, made by the guy who made Mega Man. It shouldn't be that hard. Maybe it's a problem where it's like, it it's like Inafune was kind of more like a visionary. Like you wouldn't ask Shigeru Miyamoto to actually make a game for you because he wouldn't know what the hell he well, was and doing. Also, they had the resources of Capcom. Like this. Who knows who the actual like programmers they were will hire? Yeah. Well, I mean, you it know, was what, it was still published by Deep Silver. Yeah. yeah. But that, that was just publishing. That's not development. Yeah. It's yeah. Totally I'm different. just saying that's like you can't assemble a team. You know, there's a lot of spinning wheels. There is, uh, but it's just unacceptable. I'm and, not saying it's acceptable. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying like it's understandable. Like I I just think that's the problem with like anything sort of. Oh no, you're 100 percent right. Stuff. Like like Mel kickstarted uh, to get uh, the book from. Um, Oh, God, what's that movie with the... Uh, oh, The Babadook. Mother, the Babadook, yeah. She kickstarted to get the Babadook book, like, I think a year and a half ago now? Still hasn't got it. Nope. I mean, I kickstarted um, the Friday the 13th game and uh, the uh, and Bloodstained, and, yeah. like, yeah, no, I knew right away that, you know what, it's, it's a dangerous gambit. Yeah, if you're gonna get, you, you know, it, sometimes you get something really good and sometimes you don't. And just, just like, you know, studios that produce games and movies and art, they, yeah. you know, you, you hope. But it's you really, know. you know what, Phil, you're right. It's like, it's really no different than going to the store and buying a game off the shelf from a, like, known publisher or yeah, a known yeah. developer and then it ended up being crap. You know, mm -hmm. like Sonic Boom. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It happens. It happens. Alright, but that's uh, that's it for me in game news. Uh, we're right. going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with Phil's film news. Jack, do you have Yay. a need for comics and graphic novels? I do have a fixin'. Have well, a fixin'. what you need to do is go to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMAG in all caps and you can get $5 off a Comic Bento subscription. It goes right to your door. Yes! Five bu dude, five bucks? Five bucks. Five hey guys, bucks. can five I get in on this action? Oh, yes, yeah. you can! Whoa. You know what you have to do? Go what to comicbento.com and use the promo code CGMEG in all caps and get $5 off your Comic Bento subscription. Five whole dollars? Five whole dollars. Whoa! Comic Bento. Get it now. And we're back. And we're back. So, that was, boy, that advertising you was even you more different than last You week. never get tired so of hearing different. it, do you? So different. Every time. Every time. I know. It's like we have a, it's, it's like we have a month of advertisements planned out and we're releasing them periodically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean we have the one advertisement <laughs> no. that we're releasing over and over no. again? No. What are you talking about, Cody? Yeah, we should record a second one someday. 
We should. Not today, though. No. Nope. All right, next up. Um, yeah, so first uh, movie news story, uh, Brian Cranston was cast as Zordon. I heard about this. Nice. I am excited. Oh, my God. oh um, going back, and this is like, we're going back a little bit of game stuff, but mm. uh, did you see the trailer for Injustice 2? Because he was narrating that one, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're all wondering what his role was. If, like, Commissioner Gordon or something's going to show up in the game and he's maybe going to be it because yeah. he was in uh, year one. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Who knows? He's Who knows? just showing up in, like, Possible. everything these days. I know. Well, I So mean, glad to. He's so one, good. This one's kind of weird. In be, this one's, like, kind of funny in that he, uh, before he, you know, did Breaking Bad and he was just kind of working actor. He did a lot of voice work. Yeah. And he actually did Power Rangers. Yeah. He did a couple of the monsters. Oh, really? Yeah. I had no idea. So there is a sentimental aspect to it, but more than anything else, I'm just like... Are we going to get to see his guys, big, like, disembodied head well, in the tube? Well, it's definitely bald typecasting, for okay. sure. <laughs> but it's just more than anything else, it's just like, this guy's such a great actor. Like, really? Like, this is the best <laughs> we could do for Brian Cranston after he proved what he could do in Breaking Bad? Yeah. Let him be Zordon. I and feel then, like was you, that, don't, uh, you don't know what this movie's going to be. It might I be do. a cinematic no, masterpiece. Yeah, I think we I all know, know what exactly it's what it's going to be. <laughs> I do. What was, what was that it's one movie be, that... Uh, it's going to be just like the Ninja Turtles reboot. It's going to be Power Rangers, but everything's shinier and more expensive. And more CGI and stupider and longer and boring and dull. And it'll remind you how empty it was when you were a child. <laughs> oh, I know how bad it was. <laughs> I'm aware of how bad it was, but yeah. what was I'm that? excited. What was that one uh, movie? Oh, is it uh, Trumbo? That, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, didn't he get nominated for an Oscar for that one? No, he didn't make it all the way to the Oscar. Oh, maybe he did. I think he got, it was a, it was a nominator for yeah, something, yeah. I'm pretty but sure. But even that, that was kind of like Oscar baity. I yeah. something yeah. meaty for him to do. I finally watched uh, Godzilla. Yeah. And like didn't realize spoilers, 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 didn't realize that he just died yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. five like minutes ten into the minutes movie. into well, I was like, what got, the hell? That's how they got him to be in Godzilla. They yeah. Paid him a huge paycheck to not work that much. And the same deal with Zordon, by the way. That's one day on a green yeah. screen, you know. And that's I mean? exactly how they got yeah. butts in the seats, right? I'm starting, like, to, oh. I'm starting to notice a trend with uh Brian Cranston mm-hmm. and how he picks his uh yeah, yeah. roles. Yeah. <laughs> and the Godzilla one I didn't mind because that was kinda like the psycho uh, switch. Where yeah. You think you're showing up to watch Janet Lee and then, uh oh, Norman Bates like Godzilla took care of yeah. him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a bummer simply because like none of the other actors were as compelling as Brian. Well, no. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like it's like Brian Cranston and Godzilla were barely in that movie. I know. Yeah. The two, which it was sold to <laughs> the me two big, as, yeah. as Brian Cranston <laughs> with Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> which I was so up for. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I That's mean, cool. I guess that adds some credibility to a piece of garbage. Um, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I missed you. you know? yeah. I missed <laughs> these things. Away at E3, and I was like, you know what? I there's no one here to just take a big old dump on everything I used to <laughs> like as a kid. <laughs> no, and Power Rangers, it, like Ninja Turtles, like I was obsessed. Yeah, I still have my like Megazord and Dragon Zord somewhere. Um, I have like my favorite like Power Ranger and and my favorite monster, the whole thing. I just, it's just one of those things that I went, I tried to watch as an adult. You can't do it. Is your, yeah. is your favorite Power Ranger JDF, the Green Ranger? Yeah. Because he wants to fight CM Punk in UFC, and oh, I will really? pay stupid amounts yeah, of money to that, watch yeah. that. No, the Green Ranger was my favorite because he was went from bad to good. Yeah. And, and he became the White Ranger, the goodest of all Rangers. Yeah, and he also had <laughs> his his robot had a had missile fingers. It's true. And he, and he played like that little music staff. Yeah. Like the Dragon's Earth fire things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. trust me. I was in the bag for Power Rangers. It's just that. You, come on. Yeah. You tried? Like, I want to see funny. like it's CGI funny to, missile fingers, it's though. It's funny to watch... It's not gonna have any of that, you know. It's gonna be Transformers. You're not even gonna be able to see what the Zords look like. Uh-huh. Um, but the uh, like, I enjoy like I. It's kind of funny to watch just in, in like how clear it's like. 
Okay, Chief American Show, Chief American Show, Chief American Show, Mid-Budget Japanese Show, Chief American Show, Chief American Show, Chief American Show. Chief American show. Like, that's kind of fun, but beyond that, it's, it's rough. It's rough. Um, all right. And the movie had Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. And, Maybe they can and, bring them back. They and, got a new album. And yeah. probably the worst CGI in any like major studio release. Uh, movie Scorpion King. I honestly Have you cannot watch the climax from the Power Rangers movie. Recently? I cannot remember a not, single not scene a from the Power Rangers. The only movie. part of the Power Rangers movie I remember. Pop, pop that up real quick. <laughs> The only part of the Power Rangers movie, movie final fight. The only power part of the Power Rangers movie I remember is when yeah. they're fighting. I think it's a bunch of ninjas they're fighting, and I think it was a Pink Ranger like yeah. does like a spinning kick around the ground, and she's like, "Have a nice trip, see you next fall," and oh, that yeah. killed me as a four year old. Yeah, that was the one. That was the moment. <laughs> the Power Rangers, seeing the Power Ranger movie in the theater was the moment. Where I was like, "I and this part of and I'm moving on from this part of my life." <laughs> I really got burned when they like. Finally, when season one ended, and they did season two, and they they destroyed all the Zords and introduced new, not as good Zords. Mm. And then I was like, "Oh, well, this is ridiculous." I was into this for giant dinosaur robots. Yeah, and, and I, I got I like don't a care about cars and stuff. Well, they 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 replaced them in the movie. They got like a gorilla and a frog. Yeah, and... they had to sell new toys every time. <laughs> It was, no, I don't care for that one. I can't find it. I can't find it. All right. Well, afterwards, I'll show you. I'll have to get the the movie itself. You guys are going to be like shocked and appalled. I don't know if they thought um, they could get away with this because it's unbelievable. It's like, is it like, is it like Kirk fighting that thing bad? No, it looks like someone made a parody, a special effects sequence for YouTube and put it in with footage from the actual Power Rangers movie. Like, it looks that bad. Like, someone made it on their cell phone. Don't tell me that because I mean, I just like. It's having having just watched Kung Fury and actually being kind of impressed with how like nice the like graphics were, yeah, yeah. with the exception of like Triceracop, yeah, but that was kind of done on purpose. All right, here's a weird story from this week. So the um, Warner Brothers is trying to do mad damage control on Justice League because everyone except for Cody was so upset by Batman v Super- Superman. No, so they come invited on. a ton. They invited a bunch of bloggers out to the set last weekend, specifically bloggers that disliked the movie. Just like Batman for Superman, to just have Zack Snyder apologize to them and tell them that the plan all along <laughs> was oh that that God. would be the super dark one, and this one's actually going to be super fun. And then they watched a scene where Batman and the Flash did jokes, and then Ben Affleck actually like did an interview with them and said that he uh, <clears throat> and said that he wants to do the Batman movie, but if the script's not ready, he won't do it. So they're like going out of their way to try and like just. No, 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 Don't worry. Don't worry. Trust we know what us. went wrong. We know what went wrong. Even though we started production on this movie a week later, we fixed all the problems. <laughs> yeah. no Don't worry. And by the way, literally a week later. That's not an exaggeration. No, I, I believe you. Up, they had a week off and they went to shoot, but they claim it's completely different. Oh, I so, can't wait for it now. Now, now I know. Now I know for sure that mm-hmm. uh, because no, no movie studio in history has ever lied before. I know, but it was just so interesting to see them like be that desperate to like bring all those people mm-hmm. out and just have them like go. Did you go to go out? No. Oh, that's a shame. Well, he's not a blogger. Yeah, he's a journalist. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, and as such, you you don't get the privileges that bloggers yeah. get. Yeah, no, apparently. Hey, I have a. You piece don't get. Of you don't get a news. Zack Snyder apology. <laughs> <laughs> I have a piece of movie news. Mm-hmm. You Go see Fallout Boy and Missy Elliott did a yeah, <laughs> track for Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you just, you just got excited about that. I heard yeah. it. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I haven't I heard, heard it yet. It. I'm it's, really excited. Is it? Is it actually like, is there something strange in the yeah. neighborhood? Yeah, it's a cover. Oh, yes. I'm oh, so it's, excited. It's brutal. It's honestly like, I want, I'm like, with every fiber of my being trying to remain positive about Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> and then every time something new comes out, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. But I'm still, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm going to do it. Now, is it bad because it's bad, or is it bad because, oh, Fallout Boy? 
both. I wonder now ah, if, if see, I'm gonna like it. I wonder <laughs> if Ray Parker Jr. will sue them over like stealing his song. That would be ironic. <laughs> All right, uh, next up. So it was a big week for Eli Roth. Oh yeah. Um, he number one is going to direct a Death Wish movie starring Bruce Willis. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, is, that is everything that we could have needed and more. <laughs> so that is interesting. And he's also uh, Spielberg has reopened Amblin. He's starting to make. Oh, he cool. wants to make new uh, like contemporary Amblin type films, and he hired Eli Roth to do one uh, that's like a kitty horror movie called uh, Alistair Arcane. I guess it's based on a graphic novel I haven't read named by Stephen Niles, but I'm gonna check that out right away. Stephen Niles is the guy that did Thirty Days of Night. Okay, oh. and it's about a uh, local uh, like s- small town public access uh, late night horror movie host who uh, has befriended these kids and the only people in the town that, that like him, and then he gets fired. And before he leaves the town, he curses the town with monsters, and the children must break his curse. Oh, so it sounds good to me. Has a little Fright Night vibe going on. Yeah, with a sake, it sounds monsters, no, does sound kind of similar. Monster Squad plus Fright Night, and Jim cool. Carrey is going to play the uh, horror host. Nice, oh, interesting. So I am very on board with this. I'm. He's exactly the kind of guy too you would want for that like kind of like uh, you know what? I think I think it'd be interesting maybe and I know Phil you know you know what don't just take this with a huge grain of salt yeah. to, like to get Jim Carrey as like like the Crypt Keeper in like a yeah. of the Crypt Keeper movie he would be great it would be fun it would be fun um, but so anyway um, yeah it was weird to see uh, Eli Roth have two big announcements but it maybe I'll sit down and watch a series of unfortunate events again he was great in that one he was too. he was pretty good in that one um. Next up, um, oh yeah, Lord and Miller are no longer going to direct the animated Spider-Man movie. Oh no, they are still writing the script, and they've hired like uh, someone who's worked in their story department for a long time to do the directing. And apparently, uh, it's looking like it's going to be a Miles Morales. Um, cool. Yeah, I've heard I'm about that. For. I'm excited for that. Yeah, which would be super cool. Get so, Donald Glover to so do that's the voice. happening. Uh, and Helen Mirren has joined the cast of Fast Eight. Nice. <laughs> She's gonna class up the place. She's so she, excited. So she, excited. She's gonna bring a, a degree of like high profile to the well, to the movie. Great, she was going around the talk show circuit last year, being like, "I would love to be in a Fast and Furious movie." I'm not joking. And, and they, they did they it. I'm so happy. Around. That's I'm great. So happy. <laughs> I can't wait. Didn't, oh, didn't they just uh, cast Donald Glover for Homecoming? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. did they? They yeah. actually, they actually yeah. put him in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did. Yeah, yeah. So there are. Yeah, people are saying maybe Miles Rumors. will be there. Well, who knows? He's a little like old a, to be Miles. Yeah, yeah. yeah Miles. It seems a little. It seems like a bit much to have two Spider Men in one Spider Man movie, or to kill off Tom Holland like right away. No, but you know what? They have Spider-Man. two Spider Men. <laughs> <laughs> two Spider Men. <laughs> That's a, it's not actually Spider Man Homecoming. It's Spider Men Homecoming. Yeah, Spider Man. Maybe it's just gonna be there like as a, like as a name drop. It's like, oh hey Miles, wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, maybe or maybe he's just like. Just a guy there that's not Miles. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. true. There's more than the one black guy, guy in the <laughs> Marvel universe. No, there isn't. That's true. There's at least two. Yeah, yeah. there's at least yeah. Black Panther and Nick Fury. I mean, aside from oh, Miles, yeah, there's another and, one. Um, oh yeah, oh, yeah, Falcon. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's three. So there you go. So there we go. It's, oh. pra- I, it's yeah, progress. It's magical. magical. No black women though. No, nope, not, not yet. Yeah, let's um, not. Let's I, well, we kind of Muslim Miss Marvel. That was kind of baby steps, Phil. Progress can only happen so fast. Yeah, yeah, it's true. All right, and finally. Um, Conjuring 2 did very well. Oh, so really? it's going to get a spin-off about the nun. That's okay. coming. And Annabelle also getting a sequel. Oh. So there will soon be five movies was, in the Conjuring Cinematic Universe. At one point, the nun will fight Annabelle. <laughs> They'll get there. That'll be Conjuring 3. <laughs> 
So that's, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're just excited for oh, that. I'm so thrilled, especially Annabelle, too, because I loved Annabelle so much. Oh, man. I can hear it. <laughs> can the hear Nun, it I don't mind. Points. The Nun was creepy as hell. So I would actually, I could see the people whole movie by that. You guys haven't seen The Nun yet because no, I'm like Conjuring 2. No. It was great. It was the best part. Except yeah. for how they killed the Nun, which I is think one of I the most saw embarrassing the twists. Did, an, did an anvil just fall on her? I wish. I wish. A safe just fell I on wish. her. That'd be a Sam, that'd be the Sam Raimi version. Of yeah, that would be like a piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But ugh, horrible. Oh, just God. horrible. <laughs> and that's it for movies. Hooray! <laughs> awesome. Oh so, God. How's everyone? How's everyone? Yeah, what's what's everyone been playing? Are, are we are we doing? Are, what are we, I don't know. Are we doing what playing if, or movies? Have we been I, playing anything? Yeah, playing I anything? certainly haven't. I mean, you can uh, talk. About oh, you know what? Okay, I can talk so, about stuff I played at E3. If you yeah, want. yeah I hear about that um again. Uh, the only thing I played since E3, I guess, was the Resident Evil 7 demo, which yeah. we just did a little uh, preview that. of. Um, sp- yeah, spooky. Yeah, yeah, I keep meaning to download that. I have no idea. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, um, jump scare the game. Yep. Well, there's yeah. only like there's honestly there's only like one real jump scare in it. Uh, um, it's two. Eh. And uh, personally, I didn't think it was as scary as PT. I know a lot of people are that's on the, the fence. That's the vibe I got up when I saw just the trailer was that they were like, "Oh, PT, make it like PT." Yeah, they're and certainly make it fast. they're yeah. certainly yeah. trying to like pass the torch. It seems, or at least like pick up the Poor torch. Kojima, yeah, <laughs> yeah. finally I, gets that. He's friends with Norman Reedus again. We oh, can't yeah. have him. <laughs> did you guys see that? Did you guys see that awesome picture Norman Reedus tweeted? Like, or he put it on his Instagram, and, they, and then Kojima tweeted out of uh, like Norman Reedus took a picture of Kojima hold like drinking from a cup. It said Konami tears on it yeah that was great he is just all right um yeah like i really enjoyed it because like atmospherically it's really good and um you get like a real uh like texas chainsaw massacre kind of like blair witchy vibe out of it um and it's cool like because it's one thing and a couple like pundits have said it and i really do like echo it that like it's it's good to see that capcom is focusing on the resident part of resident evil so it's like it does feel very like the the the, that the the location itself is as much an antagonist and like Mm. like you know a a perpetrator of the horror than like the whole thing and it's really creepy you're walking around like you hear like footsteps like like Mm. what sound like they're coming from upstairs and it just like it does it sounds like you're not alone yeah um a little bit in the 3ds resident evil that i like a lot i really enjoyed revelations yeah Yeah, man it was really good that was felt like an old yeah, and they did, they, and they, you know what? It was great about that one too is that they like because of like the like guess like the limitations, quote unquote, of like yeah. the 3ds. It's like they had to actually make it very like narrow and feel yeah. very claustrophobic, and I love that. Yeah, yeah man, it was a really playing. underrated 3ds yeah, game. Yeah, I did a lot. It was super fun. Except for the parts where you had to go like be like Chris, and it was all like open worldy, and you're just like as an, an action game again. Like right. anytime you were Jill, it actually felt like Resident Evil again. Yeah, I I, I know what you mean. I didn't mind it simply because it was just like short bursts yeah yeah yeah. And, be not, and it's fun to machine guns, i agree obviously. let's face it no i agree with you so uh, yeah, yeah yeah but i but i'm with you it did like break up the atmosphere but it was also i didn't mind it because like there were times where it was like this is fun but boy do i like to shotgun zombies in the face exactly yeah. Yeah. um knife right back in jordan and i were talking about when we were playing the fact that it's in a first person perspective really uh hinders all the the scares yeah because you know what that was something i noticed because um i don't know i'm a lot more like calm and i think that does come from being like like when i play games uh first person horror games like i'm just like genuinely scared so Mm -hmm. i like take i try to take my time and not move too fast but like cody and maybe it's just like i don't know if it's the style like the way you you play or like other people because i know other people too i showed to my girlfriend she did the exact same thing where it's just like you start looking all over the place and then like in a moment where something scary is happening you're like staring at a wall and you miss it yeah that's me you know what i mean (laughs) 
that's a big hindrance uh, to the horror. But I also yeah. feel that like in because it did kind of feel like they did just try to hammer it out really quickly. Um, maybe for the purposes of like having it at E3, that like there wasn't nearly as much because the thing like the reason like when you know obviously I mean, you're gonna have to make the comparison to PT like PT stuck with me a lot longer like PT really got in my head and under my skin like mm. Resident Evil yeah it started startled me a few times but like once I was done like I didn't feel afraid to walk around in the dark like with mm. PT I that's, did mm. oh did it I was gonna say I feel like PT but that's an atmosphere thing too like PT was surreal mm-hmm. mess with your head versus at the end yeah. of the day Resident Evil's a monster game yeah I feel like PT was more of just like a pop culture kind of thing that's why it stuck with you a little more well no like it just like everyone was talking about it it wasn't just that it was it was designed psychologically to mess with your head that's what i mean it's a lot slower you would deliberately go through rooms and not know what you were supposed to do next like that was it was very carefully designed yeah it didn't scare me that much you're not the first person who said that i've i know me and play it before the after you heard all the hype though because I find uh, anytime anyone sits down to me and it's like, this is the scariest thing that has ever scared I had, anyone in the history of scaring. It wasn't. It doesn't <laughs> tend to work for me. Yeah, well, well, no, like I, it was it was during the hype, but it wasn't yeah. so much that people were being like, oh, this is scary. It was just like, everyone's talking about this. I need to like, well, I just see what it, what it is that everyone's talking about. And it just like, I played it. And I'm like, yeah, all right. Well, that was the same thing for me because I played it like after watching, um, like the grump video about it. So yeah. I almost, I knew where all the scares were, but like, even as I was watching that video, it was scaring me. And then when I sat down and played it again, it scared the crap out of me and I can still play it now. And mm-hmm. it still scares me. Like yeah, yeah. I it, played it in the, alone in the dark at 3am and it crushed me. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But I still, but to me, like as much as I enjoyed that, the scariest game experience I ever have is still Outlast. Outlast yeah, was really sure. good. Just like I've been meaning scares. to play that still. But Outlast, that's Out- a rough one. See, the problem with me and Outlast is that like, like, I there's a there's certain moments where you can kind of see where it's a game like where you can kind yeah. of see like enemies like walking along like predetermined paths and yeah. they just sort of patrol like that and that kind of takes me out of it but like yeah. nine times out of ten yeah that game scares like living crap out of me so timing's impeccable I really do like I really it I, I, if nothing else Resident Evil 7 like the demo has made me quite hopeful for the next Resident Evil like experience yeah, like totally I'll play it it looks oh yeah and I'll like I'm excited to play the next one mm. you know what I mean and that's something I haven't said about Resident Evil in quite a long time yeah yeah it looks fun but I am like skeptical because oh, yeah, it's a 100%. Resident Evil game yeah well you know what like I'm I'm let's say cautiously optimistic yeah that's totally fair and uh well, have I been playing anything else really no, what were the other really. big E3 things that we haven't talked about uh, you got to play Zelda. Tell us I got a little to play about Zelda. That. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, Did you get to climb? It's a bit different oh, than. Wait. Before you go on, Cody. So, Phil, you know what's uh, what's a great thing about the new Zelda? What's that? Amiibo compatibility. So there's going to be three new Amiibos, and anyone who got the uh, Wolf Amiibo from Twilight Princess, yeah, yeah. you can plug that into the new Zelda, and you'll have a wolf like travel I with used you. It. And oh yeah, it was a cool link. It's oh. actually Wolf yeah, oh yeah, link. he's got like the chain and everything too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now and his name pops up on the screen too. Tell me this and everything. Tell me this. Yeah. Um, is it like intuitively designed? Like, if I were playing a stealth character and I went into stealth, does the Wolf Link go into stealth with you, or does it just run off and start attacking shit like crazy? I didn't try it. Oh. That like that in that situation, I, I didn't even think of that. Because that's here's what thing. I want to know. Okay, so I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to like go too much into like behind the scenes stuff. I wasn't supposed to write anything about the, the preview. Yeah. So I just went in to have fun. Okay. Um, and so I then wasn't talking about an the eye on a lot time. of stuff. So, 
uh, if you want to ask if there was a second screen mode, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Well, no, because it, no, it's um, not. It's not like second screen, like anything like that. that no, I no, care I'm just about. saying it's, like stuff like that. I wasn't yeah, no, paying no, no, attention no. to because I wasn't expecting. I just to like the idea of, it. of being a stealthy um, link and creeping through the brush with a little wolf creeping beside me. With that being said, uh, if you want, if you want a little bit of a, a little bit of a drop of info here, mm-hmm. maybe maybe a little bit of spoiler for what we'll expect from NX. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the uh, item commands mm-hmm. you do on the screen. Cool. So that could mean something for the NX. Also, I would talk to the uh, to the PR rep, and they have another team working on the NX version of the game. But I heard that this uh, also does support like Wii U Pro Controller control, so you can just maybe play that's with the Wii why. U Pro Controller. Yeah. Usually they give you an option at the beginning. Maybe of the game maybe that'll like but, um, translate over to the NX. Maybe. Uh, but they they also said they have another team working on the NX. Well, because so. did you did you read? Apparently, CD Project Red came out and said that they're like really excited, like they from what they've seen with the with the NX, I didn't hear about like. That. They said that it's not it's not nearly as powerful as like what the what this Xbox like I... Scorpio might because they said it's about oh, it's Xbox but they didn't like specify so they might be referring to like X like is it as powerful as the new Xbox? No, and I think they might be referring to Scorpio. Maybe. But like, I'll believe it when I see it. If if, I mean, if there the was cr- a lot of people they they had that little video package for the Wii U before, right? Yeah, it's true. And like, oh look how excited we are to play, true. and then no one made any games for it. So, mm. um, once I actually see development and uh like actual third-party games that aren't ubisoft yeah uh come out then i'll be a little more uh inclined zombie but U. um zelda U, uh it feels different <clears throat> that's the biggest thing is that it didn't Looks different um th- like deep down inside i knew i was playing a zelda game but it didn't feel like a zelda game and that i liked that and i didn't like that at the same time really yeah, you know, like when you like, there's, there's just like a certain I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, there's a certain feeling when you play a Zelda game. Like, you you feel it. Like the the way this game plays and controls, this is Zelda, and this one didn't quite have it. But I feel like that's like like leftover feelings you have that may be tied to feelings of nostalgia for like uh, Zelda being sort of stuck in a rut for so long. Yeah, and if it's well done, I'll get used to it. Yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm just saying it feels like a different game. Yeah, because um, that's what I. That's that's, that's, that's kind of how I felt like when I played Ocarina of Time for the first time. Yeah, I was like, what? And then after a while, I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that just becomes the norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's gonna be it's going to be different for people that are yeah. like used to that. Because um, that's that's sort of the thing that I like really enjoyed about what I was seeing from E3 was that like it looked like it like it looked like it was going to feel so different but it didn't look like look like it wasn't zelda you know like it looked very there much were, like a zelda game there were things that did make it like reminded you um that it's still a zelda game there's stuff that didn't um one thing that kind of bothered me so all your weapons um have durability and yeah. they'll break after a certain amount of time that's not bad yeah well that's no, great it it, only, it doesn't give you like a like any kind of indication of where you're at. Oh, really? Um, and that's what kind of bothered me. There, it will tell you like a little bit before it breaks. Like, oh, this is gonna break soon, but it doesn't have like a like, a, like meter a meter or like yeah. Is there, like are there like clock. were there like maybe visual cues on the item itself? Maybe I was talking to them about it, and maybe it was because I had um the PR rep that was sitting with me. Um, she was actually the uh, one of, one of the French PR reps. Okay. So maybe there was a little bit of an issue was in it Julie um, translation. Yeah. Oh, she's uh, she's nice. Yeah. She's nice. Yeah, no, she's she's amazing. I love her. She's, she's great. <laughs> um, and uh, I, maybe there's like a little bit of an issue with the translation. Maybe. Um, but uh, it, it seemed like I was I was asking like, well, is there are there any actual like cues aside from that saying, oh, it's gonna break soon, uh, and there there wasn't. But that's mm-hmm. kind of a Zelda thing anyway. Yeah, like, you know, oh, like know. this is gonna 
this, this might happen. Yeah. And then it just does. Um, I'm sure once you get the Master Sword, too, like that'll be like the one that doesn't ever break. Well, and that's, the, that's the thing. They wouldn't, tell, they wouldn't say anything the about The Master that. Sword's right in the logo. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, well, in the, it's in the trailer. You know you're going to get and, it. And, well, and they also, like, wouldn't say anything, as in they wouldn't deny. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's true. But here's... I have a theory. Do you yeah, want to hear my... I feeling in it, too. Do you want to hear my... Do you want to hear my... <laughs> do you want to hear my theory, man? Sure. All right. Does it involve Ganon? It involves everything, <laughs> Does it involve man? the princess named so, Zelda? Yeah. The game starts... Spoiler, 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 spoilers. The game starts with uh, Link wakes up in that lake. We saw the trailer yeah, from okay. E3. So well, I don't know. Well, some people don't want to watch anything for it, so I'm just giving the spoiler. Well, there. So you've seen that. Yeah, so you've seen that, problem. right? Okay, so... He wakes up in the, the can't resurrection. Spoil the start of the game either. Like, what are you talking you about? You can't, man. Let me tell you a spoiler story. alert. Title scroll. Let me tell you something. I have friends who told me that they would not read my review for Uncharted Four until after the game came out because they didn't want to know anything about it. Well, they are just weirdos. Oh, I yelled at him. It's Uncharted. You know? like, anyway, Nathan Drake's gonna go on a mission. Yeah, Uncharted he's gonna find treasure. Like, it's gonna be cursed. He's gonna get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. anyway. <laughs> he's gonna so murder a billion people. Going into, um, going back to what we were saying. Yeah. So we all know Link wakes up in like a temple of resurrection. Yeah. Water. So this is, that's indicating this is a Link we've played as before. Right. Who who's died and has Razel Gould his way back into. Or some person put in stasis. Maybe, but I think it's a I think it's a link that we've played as before. I think it's the link, like from Ocarina of Time. I don't think it's the. I, that's nice. I'm, I'm having I'm having some issues figuring out which one it is. Yeah. Because I don't think it is because he. I think this takes place after Twilight Princess. It takes place after Wind Waker, and it has he's to. not. Yeah. Well, that's that's the, that's what I'm getting into. But anyway, um, so it takes place after Twilight Princess, and he's already decrepit at that point, right? So it's an old link. So it has to be it has to be a link that I am. I think it might actually be the uh, Wind Waker link. OK, but that's just me because you do run into the, the, the king of Hyrule. And well, the Koroks were there, too. Yeah. Well, you run into the king of Hyrule. He's um, like, they, they haven't like the only say it, said it. The only but he problem, looks exactly. I am talking. So <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they haven't come out and said that that's him, but it's clearly the king of Hyrule. Um, now. What happened? And no, just, no. What thing? Just what thing? Shut your mouth. No, wait. Just one thing. What? The only problem with your theory is that Twilight Princess takes place in the timeline that doesn't intersect with the one that Wind Waker takes place in. Well, actually, if, if in, according to the official, according to the official theory, timeline, you let me finish my theory. Go to your, go to your theory. My theory is that this is the one that turns it back into one timeline because they have nods to each timeline in this high rule. I don't know. The whole timeline is stupid. It is, I but I'm, that's, that. I think this is like the last game in the timeline, and this is connects them all. Because you know what? Because to me, they all feed into this. To me, it would actually make sense if it just took place in the uh, like Wind Waker timeline, because like it would all, it would probably hopefully take place after. Because because if the big talk now is that there's like this is like the advent of like technology, and they're showing all this new tech as well as magic, mm -hmm. then. It would make sense to me that it takes place after Spirit Tracks because in Spirit Tracks they like figured out how like locomotion works. Yeah, well, that's true, but they also had the bridge from Twilight Princess. True. That's that's what I'm saying. They have nods but, to each timeline. Yeah, that's, that's what, okay. No, okay, no, just let no, me. No, because I agree with you. Because in the in the demo that they showed, the one of the area that you're in shows like one of the yeah. one of the places was the Temple of Time. Yeah. 
they show i think this is the one that ties them all together but i think the main this is going back to what we were talking about before right we got way off track i think the main uh point of the game is to restore the master sword and yeah. uh, that i think that's exactly i think the master sword has a durability uh issue and you have to i think instead of collecting pieces of triforce you are um, like the sacred metals yeah i think it's going to be something like that where you're you have to restore because the master sword after link stabbed ganon in the forehead i'm pretty sure that was it for Just it right stuck there yeah he had to leave it, 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 there. it like ran out of its power and now ganon's back calamity ganon looks so cool i haven't actually seen it you haven't man no, i've just seen like with the little stuff in the trailer calamity shows. ganon is uh probably my favorite uh design for him thank god they're actually calling him ganon again not stupid demise uh, mr bad guy well because ganon is the oh, that's stupid i'm sorry Cody. the hatred of demise there's, there's he's, he's not there's demise. no way you'll ever be able to spin it in a way that actually sounds good or yeah. makes sense and my personal right, like, vote is i, I don't care yeah Zelda, <laughs> i just when i started a new one i'm like oh we're getting yeah. here we go so I think, yeah, it's like <laughs> <the gang."> anyway <laughs> before what i was trying what i was trying to say before like, is that yeah, i think one. that's the thing and i think that it's uh it's good it's it's yeah. a really it's gonna be a fun game it, it played well the one issue i had was um there were there were like some visual issues where like Link would look like absolute garbage mm. if the camera got too close to him, and that I think that's because they keep going for that like simplistic um, art style, which they right. said it was it was um, inspired by impressionist like French impressionist paintings. Yeah, um, which it makes the uh, the scenery look gorgeous. Yeah. Link himself looks bad, and I think that's also why Ganon looks so great because he's such a contrast to everything in the game. What about uh, what about Link that looks bad to you? Uh, if you get if the camera's too close to him, he looks jaggedy, like he looks pixelated and gross. Oh. He like I remember like I was watching one of the videos from far away on just on the show floor, walking past it, and uh, it actually looked like uh, like they were showing off a 3ds game at one point. And I was like, ooh, what's what's this 3ds oh, Zelda game? And then, imagine <laughs> put that on 3ds too. Maybe, or maybe the NX is a mobile title. Maybe yeah, thing. that's what we, that's what, that's that's what we were guessing. Rumor, right? I don't yeah, know. Um, it looks. Real, I think it looks okay. Um, it's. Uh, it looks very like Miyazaki-ish, which mm-hmm. I like. And uh, it plays well. It's fun. There's nothing exactly wrong with the play style. Um, they actually let you like like headshots if you hit someone in the head with an arrow. Yeah. Like it actually. Yeah, they hurts. have like they like do it, it, and takes uh, them out. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Did Rockstar sorry. have any presentation? Anything? No. No. There was no Rockstar. And there was no Shenmue. They're my favorite. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that, like, it, it's from what I've heard, they have included, like, like those kind of, like, stealth mechanics. So if you sneak up on a guy and slash him, it's like an instant yeah. kill kind of thing. So they have, so like... Rockstar is yet to make a game for this generation. It's ridiculous. Uh, I think there's that rumor about them making a Red Dead... I know, but they didn't yeah. confirm it. Uh, uh, what are you talking about? They made Grand Theft Auto V, which was clearly a PS4 game that they released yeah. on the PS3 that's earlier. True. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that was a treat for us, and you're just not appreciative. <laughs> <laughs> I just, until they put out original DLC for GTA 5, I don't want to hear anything about it. Um, and I bought it. I double dipped on that. I was going I to. to. I did I too, actually. I had to. That first person got me. But you know, I, I got lucky because there was a time where it was on sale, so I picked it up for like 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what, though? Uh, Mafia 3 looks really good, so I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, that's just going to be my I open world fix. To do something. I don't care what it is. I just want something, and I want it now. It's that's ridiculous. Yeah. I've waited too long. <laughs> if it's DLC for GTA 5, that's fine. Fine, I'll take it. I wish I wish you people could like 
see Phil's face. Like it's it's like genuine. So like his my nerves. I, like, where's the game, Rockstar? <laughs> like, I've been supporting you guys for many years now. Look, they've got millions of dollars in microtransactions from GTA Five. Yeah. They don't need to make a game for another twenty years. No, but uh, make one. What was, <laughs> what was, what was no the official number? It was something like fifty million dollars yeah, they made from like microtransactions. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah. Phil, you're yeah. a fan of gangster flicks, aren't you? Yes. Um. Well, I, I didn't get to actually play Mafia Three, right? But they had like a like one of those things the where big. they play it for you, right? Um, and uh, one of the things they showed off, and I really appreciated this because I thought it made you feel like you're actually playing a movie. Cool. So there's actually this mechanic where um, after you uh, take a piece of land, which you have to like, you have to go around town, shake people down, yeah, get information. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and then, yeah. then then you like actually like take out brothels and all that kind of stuff. Then mm -hmm. the underbosses will actually come out of hiding, yeah. and you take them out that way. Um, after you get your turf, you can you have a sit down with your underbosses, yeah. and you divide up your land. And if you start depriving one of your underbosses, He'll they start to uh, they they get they get mad, they get upset, they back they they lash out on oh, you. That's cool. So you gotta like played to like the personalities yeah. of your gang. Yeah. I, I felt like I'm like, man, this is the first time that they're actually trying to make you feel like you're you're well, Dawn. That's interesting. But I would still probably go full Scarface and just kill everybody. Yeah. Because yeah. one of the one things I actually really loved about like the first Mafia game was just like just how much it made you feel like you were playing like a Mafia movie. Like it yeah. felt yeah. like it felt like the Godfather the game before the yeah. Godfather game came out and was a pile of crap. It was a good game. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. I liked it. Never played it. That's sacrilege. It's pretty. I touch it's this. not yeah. what you'd expect, but it's good. I like I'm, it. I don't care. You don't do that. <laughs> did you play the Scarface game? What? You played the Scarface game? Vice City? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> okay. Well, you know going. what? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say this. I think I've been meaning to tell you this for a while. I've actually gone back and started playing Vice City. I know, you City. told me it sucks. No, yeah, nor do we agree. You yeah, suck. Not, <laughs> You're the one who sucks, Cody. It's really, really <laughs> hard go, to... You can't go back and play old games and hold them up to contemporary standards. It's ridiculous. It's it's really like playing, that's like going back to play Mario 1 and being like, what the... Two dimensions. <laughs> this, is this is no Mario Galaxy. I'm just saying it, it, it's it's really hard to play now. Well, that's just because you don't have your uh, old GTA legs. You gotta stretch those. Yeah, I have to out. remember, like I like grew up on Vice City, and I've been with yeah. I've been with the series since like the first one. I'm playing on the PS One. Yeah, when who I wasn't do you think you're talking to, to, son? I'm just making sure, Cody, that G I'm not played, coming from like I a GTA Two that was set in the future. I know yeah. all this stuff. I Cody, had GTA yeah. Two on uh, on my Dreamcast. I just repurchased it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game, awesome. That's totally fine. I can play it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can Can you Can you just let me have access to your PlayStation? Because I want to play Vice City, but I don't know if I want to buy it. If you're saying all this stuff, maybe I just want. I just need to see how yeah, it feels again. Go for it. Try it out. Cool. Just let me know before you sign on. It's because you know you get used to it. And it's funny bringing up Grand Theft Auto Two. I loved Chinatown Wars on the on the yeah, DS right, before they brought it to, the one that they did for PSP where they actually made like a three D three D stupid affair was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Like I don't know why they don't, they don't make more like like handhelds. Uh, the down. reason why they don't is because um, they expected sales to be instant, uh, like most video games are. Yeah, and uh, Nintendo was like, no, that's not how it works with us. Like you get sales over time, and Rockstar's like. Mm. <laughs> Like that like who, who do you think yeah. you're working with like no we want sales now and they're like well that's just not how it works like well we're not working with you ever again nintendo because yeah. that's dumb it's too bad because that was great it I was a great that. game yeah, yeah totally yeah. i think and they, they used the touchscreen dynamics they, really oh, well so i think nice. they ended up like re-releasing it on like the, tablets anyway and the, they, um, they made up their money that way the drug trade like stock market kind yeah. of thing where you guys are calling you with tips that you gotta drive all oh Loved it, and then it you was, get booked, and you lose all your drugs. Do you yeah. own it? it was so I do own it actually. Do you own it? Can I borrow it? Yeah, sure. Awesome. 
I got excited. that too. It's one of the very few because I didn't have a DS, but I did get three DS, and that was one of the few DS games oh, I went back okay. and got. I used to like on the PSP. They had um, like I, I picked up when I first bought my PSP. One of the first games I got was um, episodes from or no Vice City Stories, not Liberty City Stories, because I like Vice City better. Oh yeah, I and never was, played Vice City Stories. I, it like in terms of recreating Vice City, mm-hmm. very loyal. Yeah, uh, it's just not. I, I haven't gone back and played it since high school, so there's Fair that. Enough. All right, shall we go right, on to yeah? The, let's do movie movie reviews. All right, I'm in. Sorry about that tangent. No, no, no it was a good it was a good game talk. It's very rare that we get fill in on game talks. I know. Well, so that was good because I talk about I talk about Rockstar and get passionate. <laughs> I know. I like it. I like seeing yeah. you. Well, they're based in Scotland too. Those people are after my own heart. All I right. really mean <laughs> it when you when you should have seen. Phil's face, guys. Like he was. I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed. Like I was convinced Halloween after GTA Five dropped, we were getting zombie GTA. Yeah, and, and I've been and I've been unhappy and, and with Rockstar ever since. I bought G, I bought GTA. They did it to me. I bought it again. <laughs> I bought it again. I did it, and that's my last relation. It's become an abusive relationship. I always thought that they were gonna do a uh, like an alien. Uh, DLC. Anything. They should just do anything. Just yeah, there's a lot content. of alien stuff going on in GTA Anyway, sorry, stuff, movie yeah. news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or m- movie, movie reviews. reviews. All right, so. What have you been playing? Um, first up, uh, so, well, the big movie this week is Independence Day, which did not screen for critics anywhere. Oh, so, I'm, I'm seeing that tonight. Still. And it's going to be horrible. It screened, yeah, only in the UK, and, woo, people were har- People be harsh. But, well, it's uh, the UK. They don't understand America. They don't understand ind- what it means uh, to be independent. Our Independence Day. It's gonna, be, yeah. it's gonna be so horrible. But I'm can't wait, and I'm going Jeff right Goldblum. now. Jeff Goldblum. It can't be bad. Yeah, yeah true. Jeff Goldblum's never done anything for money. <laughs> um, the uh, <laughs> but uh, all right. So Sorry. Ne- next. Well, what are you gonna do? That's sad. I mean, if you're Jeff Goldblum, you got to do stuff for money. It's true. <laughs> Wasn't he in a TV show? It was a cop drama or something? No, he was in, uh, what was that horrible, horrible Johnny Depp movie last year with the mustache? Uh, the you Adventures the of I mean. Mustache McGee. What one? Mordecai. Oh, yeah, Mordecai. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum made it for Mordecai, horrible. so, yeah. His standards be low when, those, <laughs> when the price be high. Um, but I still, that said, I love Jeff Goldblum. Um, all right, so... Uh, but I do have three movies I can chitter-chatter about. The first one is, uh, which uh, I reviewed and is available on the website for your reading pleasure, is uh, The Neon Demon, the Neon uh, Demon. which is the new movie by Nicholas Winding Refn, the guy that did Drive and The Pusher movies and Bronson and Only God Forgives. And uh, it's another, like, I, I, he's someone I really enjoy because I feel like he makes he makes his movies to irritate people as much as like he, he make he makes the movies deliberately to irritate half the audience as much as he makes the other and makes them for the other half of the audience that like them, and I like that about it. Um, so anyway, yeah, this is a about uh, Al Fanning stars as a sixteen year old girl who comes to Los Angeles, becomes a super solid martyr, a model, and things go horribly awry. Obviously, as they um, do. Yep, and um, it's very yeah, and like the basic narrative level, it's incredibly straightforward. It's you know, in, in, innocent knife destroyed by Hollywood and the vicious, evil fashion uh, image obsessed fashion industry. Um, what makes it interesting is twofold. A, <clears throat> it's beautiful to look at, um, much like Drive and Only God Forgives. Uh, it's very like deliberately paced, but there isn't a shot that isn't a beauty shot, and there also isn't a moment that doesn't feel off-kilter and a little bit creepy. Mm. Uh, the music by Cliff Martinez, who did the score of the last few movies as well, has a kind of synth, uh, kind of like a, it's, it sounds like an Italian horror movie, like a Giallo okay. soundtrack, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Goblin, like Suspiria or something like that. Okay. So it's dripping with atmosphere. It's amazing. It's very slow burn, 
Um, but when it gets to uh, the horror stuff, it is disgusting. Um, like and, gory disgusting? or just Yeah, like, like gory disgusting, but also like cannibalism and necrophilia. Jeez. Yeah, it goes far. Um, but it's intense, and it's a wild ride. I also found it incredibly funny. And I do think that, and it's not like there are jokes built in, but I do think that he's a clever guy, and he knows what he's doing. And it is a, like, it's attack, you know, like attacking the fashion industry for being cruel. Like, this is not new news. And yeah. it doesn't play it as particularly subtle. And I do think it is satirical and you're supposed to laugh because everyone's so extreme and so wrong. And no one's behaving like humans. They're behaving like these weird dream figures. And it has a kind of, like, weird fairy tale quality to it. But it also is, like, appropriating, like, the language of art house movies to essentially tell a, like, trashy exploitation movie. Okay. And I think he, and he's done that before. And I think he does that to because he makes movies that like you know he's become an international filmmaker now so that he'll like premiere at Cannes and like all the like cine east pretentious people will feel like they have to go see his work and they get angry with him because they're like this is empty and trashy and I think he does that deliberately <laughs> and I think he does it to anger them and I love it and I find it very funny and I do like the, the movie honestly if you like removed all the aesthetics which are amazing because he's very talented and cut it down to 70 minutes it would be like just a really trashy 70s like dry, a drive-in movie and but it would be, be by virtue of the fact that it tried to say anything, it would be the one that people would be like, oh, hey, this is kind of clever. This is a good one. And what he does is he actually treats that seriously and it makes people angry that don't get the joke. But I enjoy it. I thought it was great. It's gross. It's beautiful. It's ugly, nasty, stupid. Keanu Reeves plays a pervert. I was just I seeing, just saw um, pictures. I was like, is, Ken, is that Keanu Reeves? I, don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I almost yeah. hopped into IMDb yeah, yeah, yeah. to see if it was him. They're they're setting up the page for your uh, your article right now, and I was like I looking up. I'm like, is that Keanu is that Reeves? Keanu? I yes. can't. I quite cannot make it out. He plays a dirty, filthy, disgusting man. It's great. Oh, I can never um, get enough Keanu. So yeah, if you enjoy uh, this guy's kind of stuff, I highly recommend it. If you even just enjoy like kind of like arty horror movies, I enjoy it. If you enjoy sick comedies, I recommend it. Um, if you take yourself remotely seriously, I do not recommend it. Um, I think well, that's an important prerequisite. Um, but you probably wouldn't have listened this far into the podcast. If you <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all right. You made it here. Yeah, probably not. Um, we've already been joking about can, children can being we, um, by alligators. Before you go on to your next piece <laughs> yeah. of uh, review, um, Jordan just pulled something up a little bit interesting. So oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Do you want? Do you want to? You you you're the one who showed uh, it, so I believe you should you should break it. Yeah. Um. So I just saw a little news piece here yeah. that says the uh, and this, this is the headline. Yeah. The trademark for the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild mentions mm. cartridges. Mm. So there's been a lot of talk floating around about the NX going back to like a cartridge base. Intriguing. Or like or like a like a like an SD, like a disc kind of sort of based yeah, yeah. thing. Um, well, I mean, I can see that simply because, you know, you can get data keys that are like well, that's, hundreds of gigabytes now. That's right? exactly it. And it's like, and uh, and uh, Movie Bob did a really good like game overthinker yeah. about it. Like that um, moving from cartridges to disc back in the day made sense because at the time cartridges were very restrictive mm -hmm. and like you could write a lot more data to disc but nowadays mm -hmm. the it's actually like the opposite is yeah, true like totally, you can yeah. write way more data to disc well, oh, I'm for that. Uh, I would to, love um, cartridges to come back they so last yeah, like, longer not only I that, think that could also mean the end of like updates on a console because you could just yeah. put the whatever uh, whatever you need for the console to run it into exactly. the cartridge that's, the that's, yeah. that's exactly the thing about like the like a cartridge based system <laughs> is that like like the only like you only need like a certain amount of like dedicated space towards like the game itself and mm -hmm. then like other things can be like other like executables and like that stuff can be like reserved space for updates and for DLC yeah. and other stuff like that so mm -hmm. 
it's definitely a, a better thing to go. But yeah, who knows, man? Maybe we'll get, uh, cool. get some more cartridge stuff. Yeah, I'm all for that. That sounds plus, great. Plus, they would corner the market with the whole like retro, like nostalgic sure. aesthetic, right? I mean, you could go yeah, blow, blow into them and jam them in again. I still blow on my like uh, 3DS cartridges, even though they're kind of That's similar true. to like really? SD cards. Yeah, oh, yeah. When they don't work, that. I blow on them. Still. Huh. Never yeah, why done not? It. Um, okay, back, to, right, back cool. to the film. Exciting cartridges. I like it. All right. So next up. Um, all right. And I have two more real quick that I want to talk about. Uh, the, the next one is The Shallows. Yeah. Um, big shark. Yeah. Which is uh, about as simple as it gets. Uh, Blake Lively plays a uh, Blake Lively type. Um, beautiful <laughs> blonde in a bikini who goes to a secret beach in Mexico for some sweet surfing. And wouldn't you know it, there's an ugly shark there, and she gets trapped on an island, and the entire movie is about her fighting off the shark. And that's it. That's the that whole thing. E- those evil, evil sharks yeah. always assaulting people. Said it, yeah, Where this, do they get off? It takes, like, maybe 15 minutes to set that up, and then it's just an hour. So, wait, she's done. on the island, and what, the shark is, like, coming on to land to, like, attack yeah. her? Like, what? No. As long as she doesn't go in the water. There, she's on a beach, and she's, like, on a little rock formation. It's, like, as big as this table. That's what she's stuck on. Oh. Island was, I shouldn't have used the word. Okay. Eyes lit or eyelet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But wouldn't the shark get bored and leave? Like, it's got to get hungry, I imagine. This is a stupid movie. That's what's so great about it. No, that's what, no, no, it's directed by. This shark is a petty asshole who's got beef with Blake Lively. It's directed by Wam Collette Sarah, who is a filmmaker who I've become quite fond of. And I can't, because A, I think he's a talented visual stylist. B, he definitely has ADD because these movies fly by. And C, I can't tell if he knows how funny these movies are, but they are hilarious. Um, it's unclear. He also did uh, The Orphan. Did you guys ever see The Orphan? Oh, yeah. The Orphan is oh, stupid. God. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. That's one of my all-time favorite stupid twist endings. Like when I saw it in the theater, uh, I just remember being like turning to people and being like, they're doing this? This is what they're doing? Really? I love it. And then nonstop with Liam Neeson on an airplane. That was a movie that, that like had a plot twist where... Um, no one could figure out where the bomb was on a plane, and then it, it turned out it was it hidden was, in a briefcase full of cocaine. Amazing. It was Liam Neeson the yeah. whole time. Um, he was the bomb. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. He is the bomb. So this movie has a shark that is like possibly even more psychotically dedicated to killing a single person than the shark in Jaws of Revenge that, that, flew, that swam across the ocean and built, beat, beat a plane to the Bahamas. <laughs> um, so yeah, like basically when Blake Lively first runs into the shrimp, she's like goes a little bit off course, uh, a little far out from the beach and finds a like whale carcass and the shark's eating the whale and the shark immediately is like, screw this gigantic, delicious whale filled with meat I could feast upon forever. That bony blonde right there that I could eat in one bite, I'm going to eat her instead. And you so gotta, you gotta have the hors d'oeuvre first, after, yeah, right? Like, the so thrill she, of the hunt. Yeah, so she like, he like bites her legs, so she's got blood in the water, and she's stuck on this rock. And then like a few humans show up eventually to like either try to help her screw things up. The shark goes right after them. But here's the important part. Does not eat them. Kills them. <laughs> so that she can see that those people are dead. But he's, that shark's not feasting until he gets a little Where are all these lively. sentient sharks? Oh, it's amazing. It's so silly. <laughs> I'd love to know. The CGI is pretty rough. It's not like a sci-fi movie, but it's in the ballpark. <laughs> and it's just so... It's a combination of, like, a very well done kind of B-movie, as basic as it gets storytelling, where it's, like, it's just primal. It's just got to survive, and it goes from one set piece to the next with no time wasted. Really efficient and entertaining way. It's a combination of that and then also the set pieces that are jumping between are so ridiculous and silly that it's almost like slapstick comedy. And I got That's a big amazing. kick out of it. Like, it's not a great movie. It's certainly not art, but it is super fun. And if you want to see a movie where Blake Lively fights a shark for like over an hour straight, does she actually fight this it? Is the one. 
Yeah. Like Rocky style. She oh, yeah, the yeah. Ring. She throws some punches for sure. Get out oh, of she actually punches the shark. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's so absurd. Well, we all know. To. You're supposed to bop them on the nose. Yeah, you're supposed to punch like, them. I'm holding, I'm holding back on like the most absurd things that I can't believe they really did. It's great. <laughs> give, us, give, us like a, give us like a bullet points. Just, um, cu- just a couple. Okay. Uh, well, oh yeah, she befriends a seagull and mends his wing and dubs him Steven Seagull. <laughs> As become, one does. They become buddies. Does uh, the seagull come back to save does, her? Does it start talking? He cracking wise. Time, even uh. after, even after she fixes the wing. Yeah, does, does it? Does it sit there and yeah. crack wise while she's yeah. like being all? And then there's, there's another bit where like they have like one of the guys that's also in the water has a uh, GoPro on his head, so they get a uh, POV of the GoPro being eaten by the shark, of which course. you see, and the GoPro clearly in the POV goes in her mouth and then she finds the like helmet with the GoPro and it's fine and the oh. camera works perfectly oh as it does yeah. and uh and then yeah the stuff at the finale is ridiculous which I just can't I shouldn't yeah. I shouldn't wreck on the before it comes out that seems irresponsible this seems like the, the perfect like Netflix and chill movie yeah. well it's also just and it's also just a great big dumb it's too hot outside I want air conditioning and popcorn and something silly yeah movie yeah Steven it's a blast Siegel. so yeah God, <laughs> Shallows highly recommend it and I do feel like Two or three more of these big, stupid, fun movies, and this director might become kind of like a cult guy that people enjoy. And I just can't, I just hope it doesn't become like Michael Bay, where like, because I can't tell at this point if he's self conscious and he knows how funny it is. And once Michael Bay started getting all the reviews, people were like, this is hilarious. Then he just went too far. Now the movies are like eight hours long and like impossible to sit through. I hope that doesn't happen to him, to this guy. But anyway, that was a lot of fun. And then the final movie I talked about this week is Hunt of the Wilder People. And it is the new movie by uh, Taika Waititi, who made um, What We Do in the Shadows, and is currently making the new Thor movie. And I did, like, as much as I love What We Do in the Shadows, I was surprised they got hired to do a Marvel movie. Um, But after seeing this, I see why, because this was kind of like an action movie. In fact, you'll appreciate this. It's kind of like First Blood with a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's this uh, Aboriginal child who um, is sent to live with a, uh, who's, like, sort of bounced from foster home to foster home and this particularly like uh, enthusiastic care worker sends him to this live on this farm with this like incredibly perky woman and then she's married to this like giant bearded like uh, huntsman type character who barely okay. speaks and like he's introduced like carrying a, a gigantic dead boar on his back and Sam Neill with a big beard um, and yeah no I was actually going to say speaking of like big bearded huntsman things yeah. just you, you must have seen the God of War trailer at E3. Oh, yeah. How exciting yeah, is that? that very fun. Yeah, that you notice the, the monster reference Valhalla? Yeah, he did. Yeah. There's a whole bunch it's of like, a, like big... No. No, it's all Norse they like stuff now. kind of all the Greek myths. Yeah. Kinda, they're going to keep that franchise he's going. Just, he's just Kratos working his way yeah. through all... Like, if that's Kratos, he's just going to go to like each like Basically, part yeah. of Europe and just kill all their yeah, gods. Yeah, like these myths aren't real. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I, I thought that was I thought that was interesting. It is. Well, I mean, when also looks like do? it plays a little different than a God of War game. Yeah, it looks like The Last of Us. Plus, like once you kill Zeus, like there's not a lot left to do with that mythology. Yeah, you gotta go somewhere. Exactly, you gotta go yeah. after Pluto. It does look good though. So any, uh, so yeah, yeah anyway, anyway, Sam, Sam Neill plays this. Yeah, like Burley Hunter, and then um, the mom dies, and the kid. Keep going. We're listening. Yeah, okay. So then the mother dies to the kids left with Sam Neill, and Sam Neill barely knows how to take care of himself with all the kids, so he doesn't want anything to do with it. So the kid decides to try and fake his own death and burn down the barn, which he does. Oh. Um, and then that the police come, and turns out Sam Neill has a criminal record, so he doesn't want to get caught either, and the kid doesn't want to go back into foster care, so they basically just go on the run and, and live in the wilderness. That sounds kind of cool, actually. And, 
and then are being pursued by the police and chapes like first blood and things get very over the top and there's a lot of car chases and it is very very funny and exciting and charming and sweet and it is kind of like an ideal uh kind of coming of age action comedy uh flick um reese darby from flight of the concords and we'll be doing the shadows he's in it so obviously when he shows up he steals the whole movie away for a little bit he plays a guy named psycho bill which is pretty great and uh, Tika Watiti's in it as well. He's got a little cameo. And yeah, I just found, yeah, this guy's become a really talented filmmaker. And I can see particularly after this how he got the call to do a Marvel movie. And this is so funny and charming and like genuinely well made. It has some actual great action scenes that I now, even more than ever before, I'm so excited to see what he does with Thor 3. Yeah, no. Planet Hulk. Because I like actually wasn't fully aware that he was directing the next Thor because I yeah. like didn't see Thor 1 because I didn't care about it and yeah. Thor 2 was a slog to get it's through so like that actually makes me kind of like really excited to see it. and especially if Marvel like keeps kind of going in that direction of being a little bit more like self-aware and kind yeah. of like almost tongue-in-cheek and I feel like it's only a Thor movie because if they call it a Hulk movie it would be a co-production with Universal and they yeah. don't get half the money but we, I, think I think it's that simple. I think we all know it's going to be a pure. Because didn't they yeah. say yeah, like Hulk's moments in the movie to make up like something like seventy percent of the movie? Yeah, or something? I get the feeling like, it'll be like a buddy movie between the two of them. Like, that'd be great. Wait. But anyway, under <laughs> the Wilder people, I really, really recommend people seek out. It is. We were talking about Amblin earlier, and this feels like a great sort of lost Amblin movie that didn't exist. And Sam Neill, by the way, is fantastic. Oh yeah, I love well. me some old love Sam Neill. That guy, um, him with a big burly beard, chopping up boars and shooting at cops was a real treat. And yeah, just in terms of like pure entertainment, it was a friggin' blast. So, um, I so even though I was not allowed to see Independence Day because Fox knows better, um, <laughs> you have three movies that are excellent and worth checking out. So please go see them and not Independence Day. Well, I'm sure we'll get to look forward next week to you talking about how great Independence Day turned yeah. out to be. I mean, I can't pretend I'm not looking forward to it. Of course, I am. I do love Independence a Day. really bad movie. That I can really dig my teeth into. And I mean, let's not, let's not mince words, man. The first Independence Day is pretty bad, but it's a no, fun it's bad. Yeah, no, yeah, totally. Yeah. Cinematic, cinematic masterpiece. Cinemasterpiece. Cinematic masterpiece. Cinemasterpiece. It's bad. It's a really bad yeah, movie, but it it's is. fun. But the, the, it's fun apocalypse. Uh, the effects are great. And yeah. Yeah. So it's good. It's a good time. But yeah, like there's. I heard. You can't be over 12 and take Independence Day. And the original. On the first Independence Day, yeah, um, they they actually had to take like a flamethrower to a toy um, setup for the city to yeah. make it look like the fire was going through. Yeah, totally. That, that's awesome. Oh yeah, no, that was. The, Could you imagine in, that being your job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, Independence Day was the last great <laughs> practical effects movie before CGI took over. Yeah. That was the last. That was one a lot. Yeah, to, to attempt to be something that big and bold. It's and a bygone era. They had to bring that back. I I miss that like '90s aesthetic where they're like CGI was used sparingly. A lot with, of the um, a lot of the ways they got those burning cities too, where they would build a model of the city and then tip it on yeah. its side, and then they could shoot fire vertically. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that, which are just amazing. Can you just imagine, and that stuff holds up so well. Yeah, can you yeah. just imagine though being that guy? It's like, oh, what'd you do on Independence Day? Oh yeah, I shot a flamethrower at a toy city. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. How was work, honey? Yeah, versus <laughs> I spent six <laughs> months animating two seconds of animation of fire falling up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> one thing. Like, I've 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 I really do miss is that mix uh, that, that like healthy dose like C, C, D, C, CGI mm. was uh was 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 so much better when it was just used sparingly and not yeah, as combined. the entire oh, for sure. friggin' set piece. And, and there are certain and there are, and there are people that do it. They just tend to be smaller movies. Like the Krampus movie did a really good mix. Yeah, um, yeah there's some great animatronics in that. I think part of the problem is just well, it's twofold. A um, 
the giant practical effects companies that could destroy eight major cities no longer exist, right? Mm. Like they just, they don't, they don't. And those skills haven't been passed down to generations of effects guys. If you're doing effects, you're either doing makeup or you're doing CGI now. That's the end of that. Um, with some minor animatronics. So like, it's like, cause when Duncan Jones um, did uh, Moon, he did all that with models. And it's oh, beautiful. really? Yeah. Okay. And, but his, the problem was like when he went to make it, like he had to go find the people that worked on like the original Alien in 2001 and stuff because there are no new people that do model effects. Wow. Yeah. So like it's almost becoming a lost art. So that's part of it, particularly with something on a massive scale. And the other thing as well is I think like for like the, you know, generation of kids going to these movies now, I think if you're brought up in a world where everything has CGI in it, I don't think it bothers you. Yeah, to not see it is like would actually be more jarring. I think if anything is jarring. It's like, what is that? That's not that's not CGI. That's not what an effect looks like. Well, isn't it also the case too that like it's actually cheaper to do things through CGI than it is yeah. to actually have models and have them be built and hire contractors and have people to demolish them and then yeah. clean up and all stuff like well, that. Same deal because their company set up to do it. Like back when they made Independence Day, they could there were like you know a dozen effects houses and they could spare that out. Mm-hmm. Um, versus now, if you want to make Independence Day, you have to found companies and create that space. Yeah. Versus the same deal if they'd done Independence Day in the nineties and they wanted to do CGI, they would have had to create an entire CGI studio and put all the groundwork in there. Now there are dozens of CGI companies they can hire. It's a bummer, but yep. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's totally gone. Oh, People it's the future, try. man. Yeah. Speaking of uh, CDI, CGI, mm. I don't know. Keep why I keep saying CDI. CDI, is CDI it college. You're thinking of Zelda. <laughs> um, you saw Warcraft, didn't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have to say about that. And with that, we're gonna we're gonna put the kibosh on this uh, podcast. Cody, take us home. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, for more content like this, check out cgmagonline.com. That's where you'll find Phil's review of uh, the, neon stuff. the Neon Demon. And I'm sure uh, pretty soon we'll see his review for Independence Day, yeah, which I'll, I hope, I'll, I'll one of those I really ones. hope, is uh, just like a thousand words of I hope we get a, a, yeah, a good a good classic yeah. Phil <laughs> just no, no, like I said, scathing. I just want a thousand words of however you spell this noise. Yeah. Well, if you want it, I'll it's do like, that tomorrow. That's fine. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be plenty angry tonight. There's no doubt about that. Um, we have all of our E3 coverage up there still, and there's still more rolling out. I have not even scratch the surface of all the stuff I need to write about for, for E3. It's actually kind of scary when I look at that and then I just get tired and fall asleep and not write about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. Um, <laughs> but we all have, we have that stuff. Um, on our YouTube page, we still have our Allie Baker at E3 videos coming up. Um, I think we still have, um, there's one where she talks to one of the head up guys at WB about uh, Injustice too. Oh. That was uh, fun. Yeah. I got to play that. That was a good game too. Um, hey, yeah. uh, what about us? Yeah. What about us? We were I'm, here. We I'm were here in the office doing stuff. Videos still going. I'm not done yet. <laughs> you just want to talk and about all of stuff the stuff you got to do at D3. I am not done yet. Okay, go. Anyway, thank you for watching. Uh, like, oh yeah, done, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, and if you want to see any of the uh, pre and post stuff that we had for post only. Eth- oh post-only stuff we have for E3. Uh, that's still up there. You can hear Shaq and Melanie and the luscious Jordan Biorty talking Thank about um, everything going on at E3. Um, and 
what else? Twitter, There's other Facebook? stuff going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've got, uh, don't forget to check out uh, facebook.com slash comics gaming magazine. Don't forget to go and check us out at CG Mag Online on YouTube and at CG Mag Online for Twitter. I'm at Cody underscore Orm Jordan. I am Ninja Jordan underscore and so, hey, whoa, uh, hey, uh, uh, sorry. You can also find me on YouTube at Ninja Reviews. I'm one subscriber away from 100, so there you, you can be that lucky subscriber and win a t shirt. You have a t-shirt? Maybe. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not dealing my... No keeping my cards close to the vest, man. Phil? I, I'm at that, Phil. And uh, don't forget that uh, Comics Gaming Magazine is an actual magazine. That's not just a word we threw in there nope. for, for an extra for syllable. Fun, yeah. We uh, We have a physical magazine that you magazine. can purchase. Three, three, three syllables. At, yeah. uh, I didn't want to correct him <laughs> on it, but you know. What was that? It's three syllables. Well, I, uh, CGM is what I meant. Oh, okay. well, you said, you the, said the word magazine. Yeah, you said magazine. For what yeah, well, I meant in I'm my sure head, I'm thinking it. of like CGM. We, we have like, so it's not just CG.com. At that point, why would you break it into syllables? Why don't you say just an extra letter? Whatever, I'm sure if you say it fast enough, it could be one syllable. Magazine. Yeah, there you go. We we have an actual magazine, and you can find that at Chapters in Indigo. And uh, your local library, yeah, your yeah, local yeah. library, and I believe digital have, like, platforms. Little, if you go to cgmagonline.com, we do have a little uh, little thing where you can go and order it too. Yeah, scroll um, down to the bottom. It's yeah, there. or if you're all about saving that environment and you'd rather waste energy than trees, we have a digital magazine as well. Yeah. It's the same stuff you'd find in a physical magazine, but on your smartphone, tablet, or I don't know, some kind of digital device. Uh, you could go to Pocket Mags or Magster or iTunes, and we've got all that fun stuff there. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you so much for watching and reading. Reel it in, Cody. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>